Welcome to the Whiteboard Session, Examining Our Faith, based on Luther's Small Catechism. This week, Pastor Jung talks about the Sacrament of Holy Baptism. Let's listen in. Welcome, everyone. Uh, thank you for coming to the Examining of Our Faith, uh, the journey through Luther's Small Catechism. Um, today, uh, we begin, or we are on the theme of baptism. Baptism, an important theme. But before we begin, why don't we uh, start with a word of prayer. Our dearly Father, we, we thank you for this day, O Lord, uh, that you have brought us to this time. Lord, we know that by your grace we are saved, and in faith we, we trust your promises, knowing full well that through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, uh, we have been paid for, bought with a price uh, through your Son's body and blood, given and shed for the forgiveness of our sins. Um, bless us at this time as we learn and receive uh, the joy of what you give by your grace in the water and word of holy baptism. Um, bless those who hear this and lead them in your true hope. We thank you, O Lord, We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, as we begin, baptism. Now, baptism, as we call it, is a sacrament, along with the Lord's Supper, that is uh, the bread and wine, the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, also known as Holy Communion. These are the two sacraments that we really emphasize here um, in the Lutheran Church, and baptism is one of them. Now, the question for many of you is, so what is baptism anyway, or what is a sacrament? Right? Again, a sacrament is instituted by God. Um, a sacrament is where an element, that is water or bread and wine in communion, and today we're talking about baptism. So in uh, baptism where the element of water is connected to the Word of God, right? And this is uh, a sacrament, uh, the mystery of God in which He works by His means. And today's theme, as I was going over my notes here, because every, you know, I do prepare for this, you know, it's not just a willy-nilly thing. Um, kind of, but anyways, but as I go through my manuscript, I think, uh, as I, as I see it, I think this roving thought design was going in my mind and this is what it is. God gives and we receive all together. God gives and we receive one more time. God gives and we receive. One more time, God gives and we receive. This is the crux of, well, the nature of the sacrament and why we believe it and why we must know what this is all about because this is the design in which God gives to us not only the sacraments but Jesus, right? We don't give our lives to Christ. We don't give our lives to God as if, or we don't commit our lives to Christ as if we bring something to the table to give something to our Lord, right? We, it is God who gives. And that's very important. Uh, God sees the dark world and he, he sees a dark world of sin. And uh, well, in, in that spiritual reality, it is only the case that God can give. And that is the nature of the sacrament as well. That's very important to remember. It all goes hand in hand in, in, in essence of how God gives us Jesus and how the sacraments are given. Right? When we twist that design uh, incorrectly, uh, then um, not only does the gospel change, 
well, it becomes a gospel no longer, but also the sacraments change. And, well, the sacraments get very um, confusing and twisted, right? It becomes, at the end of the day, if we twist it, the work of man, which it isn't, right? So God gives, we receive a very important theme as we go uh, through this study because, well, it is God who gives by His Word, and we receive His Word in faith. I wanted you to fill in the dots there, but uh, I don't know if you did, but I hope you did, right? God gives His Word, and we receive this Word in faith. Right? It's all about trusting God's Word, and today, with baptism, we will begin. As it reads in the Catechism, Luther's small catechism, it reads and asks the question, what is baptism? Baptism is not just plain water, but it is the water included in God's command and combined with God's Word. God gives the Word, water, element, we receive this gift. Water and the Word, we receive this gift and cling to what that Word gives. Very important, right? Combined with God's Word. That is what baptism is with that element combined to the power of God's Word. That is very important, right? Uh, how do we know this? Because it is, well, Jesus who institutes baptism. This is not a human right. It's not a human tradition or a man-made thing. But this is a Jesus command. As it says in Matthew 28, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. How do we make disciples? As it reads right there, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, right? So what's disciple making? It's simply baptizing them and teaching them, right? Baptizing them in the name, right? It, it is in baptism where we are connected to the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. This is Jesus' promise. He says, go, command, right? Imperative, make disciples, by baptizing, he's telling the disciples what to do, right? This, baptism is very, very key uh, to the church and its mission. Jesus institutes this. It's very important. God gives, we receive. Go, make disciples. It's by the power of God's word that he gives this word, making disciples by the gift of baptism, by teaching. And there in faith, uh, we receive this gift. God gives, we receive. Now again, as we look at God combining the word with the water, uh, uh, and this is where we are connected to Christ, I guess the question would be is, why, why must God give? And we, we talked about that, I think, a couple minutes ago. But we need God to give because we very well know when we look in the mirror, uh, we, we are quickly reminded of the flesh, of the fallenness of man that we fall short of the glory of God, and we are by nature sinful and unclean. We need God to give because we cannot give. As Isaiah 64 reads, um, not e um, even our most righteous works are like filthy rags. And, and that is so true. Uh, because when we talk about God giving, we need Him to give because we need Him to make us alive because we are dead. Right? Dead people can't rise themselves. Dead people can't save or work salvation for themselves. We just can't do it. We need God in His grace to give us these gifts. And therefore, when we talk about why we need God to give, it's because, well, He loves us, and He wants to save and rescue us, and He wants us 
He wants us to call us uh, uh, so that we may be his own. Right? And therefore, in faith, we receive this uh, grace that he gives. The design given, God coming down to man, the gospel, baptism, Lord's Supper, these are all gifts that God gives. This is the design that we're talking about. God gives and we receive. Um, and it's through these means that we cling, knowing full well what these gifts uh, mean, but also the benefits on what they give and deliver to you and for you. Very important because um, these aren't just things that we look at and say, oh, that's great. But more importantly, it's what does the word say about what these give and how comforting that is knowing this as we live in the faith through all the things that we go through, right? So, what are the benefits? So the first benefit of baptism is, well, as it reads, the forgiveness of sins, right? The benefit of baptism is the forgiveness of sins. So the question is, you know, as you uh, go, go get a credit card, and I don't want you guys to get in debt, but when you go get credit cards or you, when you go get, uh, when you're a card-carrying member to um, Ralph's or, or uh, well, that doesn't really give you benefits if you're a card-carrying member to Ralph's. I wonder why they always make you just put in your number. I know you get a discount, but there's no other benefits there. But anyways, my, my point is, is that uh, when you're going to find an insurance company or, or a loan company, you're always looking at the benefits. How can this benefit you, right? You're always comparing and, and contrasting to see how, uh, how good these companies are for you. And you're always uh, measuring which one is better. But likewise, when we talk about the benefits of baptism, it's how important is this for you to know? Um, because I think a lot of times people look at baptism and say, well, that's something that, yeah, that I did when I was a kid, when I was a baby. I'm um, not sure what it meant, but I guess it's the, uh, it's the churchy thing to do. I mean, after all, yeah, church, churchy, baptism, that's just kind of what churchy people do. Now, again, if that's all it's amounted to, how much we fail to see how comforting this is, right? When we look at Scripture, the benefits of baptism, such a comfort to us. As it reads right here in Acts 2.38, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. In baptism, you are connected to the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You are connected, right? You are in the name of Christ. And when you're in the name of Christ, it is for the forgiveness of your sins. So how do you know you're forgiven? God gives, we receive. Jesus, death and resurrection, His work upon the cross, the empty tomb, baptism, all these gifts are given for the forgiveness of your sins. Remember, that is your comfort. In the times of darkness, in the times of struggle, you might be facing something right now that is so overwhelming, but you can always flee to what God gives. That is a life of faith, right? That is a life of faith. Where can I go? What refuge do I have in this moment in time? And that refuge is the Word of God. The Gospel, the sacraments, these are all the Word of God given to you as we receive that in faith. So when we talk about the forgiveness of sins, also Acts 22 verse 16, rise and be baptized and wash away your sins. Again, how do you know your sins are washed away? 
the gospel, and by baptism. Your sins are clean, washed away. So you have the great assurance and confidence, knowing that by the power of God's Word and His promise, your sins are washed away. How do you know? Because God's Word says so. Right? God's Word says so. And if God's Word says it, we simply in faith believe it. And what great uh, comfort that is knowing that by what God's Word says, there we know we have been released from captivity and brought um, to the gift um, of eternal life and salvation. All right, as we continue, the second benefit is rescue from death and the devil. Not only do you receive the forgiveness of sins, but you're rescued from death. How do you know that you are rescued from death? By what God has given me, right? This is what our faith clings to. So important, right? When the devil is assailing me, right? When the devil is taunting and attacking and casting doubt and and, and, um, um, trying to turn me away from God, there I have the armor of God, even in my baptism, where uh, we very well know that Christ has rescued us from death and the devil. Again, God gives you these gifts by the power of His Word. And that's what we are assured by in this faith. That's how we fight the battle, isn't it? I can't fight the battle myself, but by the power of God's Word, there we stand. Because the power of God's Word in faith, He has delivered us. So therefore, we are rescued from death and the devil. In any Christian funeral, you should always hear Romans 6, because there we have the comfort. And it reads, verses 3 to 5, Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into His death? If we have been united with Him in a death like His, we shall certainly be united with Him in a resurrection like His. This is our great text um, for you this day, knowing that By the gift of baptism, you have been connected to the death of Christ. And if you have been connected to the death of Christ, you surely have been, because of His resurrection, been connected to His resurrection, where there you have the newness of life. Remember, not your decision, but God has called you by your baptism. He has made you His own by His grace. He has forgiven you of your sins. He has given you the word that has rescued you from sin, death, and the power of the devil. God gives and we receive. It's by the gift of baptism that you are connected to Jesus and His death and resurrection. And What a great comfort this is knowing that if we're connected to Christ, we have victory. And that is where we trust and have faith in what God has given to us in the Word. In the water and Word of holy baptism, that is what we trust is God's Word. Nothing of ourselves. Everything of God, right? Nothing of ourselves, everything of God. Because we very well know we need God to give and we receive. We are living um, as recipients of God's grace. And that is so comforting. If, If it was about me making a decision on my baptism or me making my decision on Christ, slowly baptism, my faith becomes about me. And if that is the case, what assurance is there at the end of the day? when it's all dependent on me. Remember, the sacraments is God giving us 
these gifts and we receive. All of God's action on behalf of ourselves. Jesus, death upon the cross, resurrection, all of God's action on behalf of us uh, as we receive this in faith. Right? And likewise, in baptism, it's the same way. Right? If we twist that design around, what happens? Well, then um, the gospel becomes no longer and the sacraments, well, they become a work and it's such a very confusing thing, a very terrifying thing, to be honest. Anyways, I digress in a good way. Now, friends, you thought that was it, right? Uh, forgiveness of sins and uh, rescuing you from death and the devil. But no, there's also another one, eternal life. How do you know you have eternal life? In faith, we receive what God has given to us. Right? In faith, we trust in what His Word says. Not a feeling, not an opinion, not a perspective that you believe and no others believe, but this is what God's Word says. Right? That is the, 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 the joy of the sacraments, is that it's centered and, and grounded in God's Word. Because when it's grounded in God's Word, there is no doubt. Because faith trusts in God's Word. Right? Not in opinion, not in feelings, not in emotion, not in what's in the heart, but what is in the Word of God. And that's the nature of the sacrament. And therefore, we very well know, because of that nature, eternal life is given. 1 Peter 3, 21. Baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you. Think about that. Baptism saves you. Not simply as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Right. Um, I, I know, I think I left out some of, uh, something about Noah's flood, and that's very important. Because baptism, uh, Noah's flood, which corresponds to this, now saves you. And that's very important. It's not simply like I go to the shower and, you know, after a long day, I got to, well, I usually TMI, but I usually shower in the morning. Not, not, not too much information, but I'm a morning shower. I don't know about you. Something about showering at night? I don't know. Anyways, uh, some people that know me, I know, they know I don't like to be dirty, right? I hate camping. I don't like any type where there's no shower nearby. Uh, but I guess the point is, is that that's what baptism does. It's not just merely, I don't want to be dirty anymore. and I'm going to wash off like the physical dirt off my skin, the sweat, or the, I guess, what is it? Uh, dead skin cells. I'm, I'm going off the deep end here. But the point is, is that that's not what baptism is limited to. This is a full restoration. Now we look at Noah, right? And we see what they went through. The, the world was wicked. Uh, the Lord very well knew that he had to push the reset button. And there he was, Noah with his family, eight and all, with all the animals um, going on this boat. Um, and there the flood came, right? Washing away the land. What happens? They started new. A new beginning. That is baptism. It is the newness of life. From old to new creation. Red Sea. We see uh, uh, Moses' Israelites. What is in their way? Not a circle. But the Red Sea. By the power of God, they went through. The body of water from old to new, baptismal, right? Israelites, Noah in the flood, right? Even Naaman in the Bible, washing away in the river, old to new. Baptism is the same way, old 
to new. God gives, we receive. From the old to new, all by what God gives. And therefore, we are a new creation. So right here we see, when we talk about eternal life in 1 Peter 3, yes, it is by that gift of baptism that we have, right, a good conscience. A clear conscience, knowing that we stand holy and without blemish in front of God. How do we know? Is it by our works? Is it by our goodness? Is, is uh, Jeff, um, Jeff so pious that uh, he has uh, merited his favor with God? Um, no. Not only Jeff, but me too. And none of you, right? We, we can never merit um, our worthiness to God. But it's by the gift of what God gives that we are washed and cleaned and have that assurance knowing that, indeed, in baptism, uh, we are new. Connected to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That is the name in which we are baptized into. If you're baptized into that name by the power of God's word, there you are connected. And what a great newness of life this is. This is yours not even when you were just baptized that first time. And only time, only time, just one time you need to be baptized. Uh, one faith, one baptism, right? And um, it, it is in that one baptism where you are made new every single day. Washed clean, drowned purified, washed clean, repentance and forgiveness, all washed clean, and you're made new, right? You are new. Not because you've taken a shower and used soap and shampoo, but you're new by the water and the power of God's word, right? You are right with God, all by what God gives. And that is, that is the most comforting promise that we can ever have. And I, I can't emphasize that enough to whoever's listening to this because if we twist this gift of grace all the way upside down, Christianity in all becomes, our faith becomes a work. And if it becomes a work, we might as well just be like any other world religion, right? But being a Christian is so unique because it's not about us. But it's about, who, it's about God who gives and how we receive in faith. Right? And that's what baptism is. That is the design of God. Right? How can that do that? I, I think a lot of people ask. That, I mean, we're not buying holy water from the Alps. Right? We use uh, more park tap water. Right? We'll keep it a little warm. It's just so that the... The babies don't get frazzled by the cold weather or the cold water, but uh, it's the word, right? That covers that person and covers them to eternal life. Right? And um, this is very important because as I kind of jumped the gun there, it says, you know, when we talk about uh, the third section here about the power of baptism, people will ask, how can baptism do these great things? Right? As, he, as it reads, certainly not just water, but the word of God in and with the water does these things along with the faith. Right? God gives, we receive in faith. With the faith which trusts this word, right? Not opinion, not thoughts, not feelings, not emotion, but God's word. Because without God's word, the water is just plain old simple Probably there's fluoride in there or iron or whatever it is. Um, even bottled water. You know, I heard an article the other day that bottled water, it's uh, tap water is even more safe than bottled water. Anyways, my point is, is that it would simply just be plain water. 
Um, and I think it's because bottled water, sorry, is not regulated. FYI, you know, bottled water is not regulated. That's kind of scary. But anyways, the point is, is that uh, plain water without the word, without the word, it is plain water and there is no baptism. But with the word of God, it is a baptism. That is a life-giving water. Now, this life-giving water is rich in grace and a washing of the new birth in the Holy Spirit. Right? As it says in St. Uh, Paul's, uh, uh, as he says in Titus chapter 3, 5 to 8, he saved us through the washing of rebirth and the renewal by the Holy Spirit. Right? Washing of rebirth, the renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us, right? Poured out, generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs having the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying. How can baptism do such things? Now, the human eye looks at water and word and says, you know, especially when it's a baby, right? How could God work faith in this child? I mean, how can God save this child when this baby, well, he or she can't really talk yet? Or um, some people might say, doesn't really think or have cognitive um, intelligence enough uh, to uh, to know what this baptism is. But I think the better question would be is, um, how old is old enough then? And what is that age of accountability, as people would say? Where does it say in the Bible of that age? I mean, honestly, when we look at our spiritual uh, condition, our flesh, are we ever ready by our own human reason? It's like almost like we're limiting God's grace and the power of the Holy Spirit to work. But how can we limit what is omnipotent? You know, how can we limit the grace of God? And that is, that is where the sacrament, when, 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 when we look at God's word, uh, that is where it's truly kind of, uh, it's made alive for us in a sense of, Oh yeah, this is not about me, right? This is all about God and what he gives to me. All by the power of God's word. And that is important, you guys. Because the gospel, the sacraments, it's never about you and what you profess or, or what, what you think. It's about what God has given to you in this faith. And there in baptism, I know I was baptized when I was a baby. I don't even remember it. But that's okay. Because there God called me to be his own. Not, not my part, not my doing, but all by the grace of God. I know my kids always say that. I go, Dad, who's that, who's that baby? And I'm like, oh, that's you, son. And then, and then they always say, who's that man? I'm like, that's me. And they always say, but he looks so much younger. I'm like, I know, time flies. Anyways, the point is, is that my kids don't even remember. And my kids always say, well, I want to remember it, but I'm like, it's okay, son or daughter or other son. Because, yeah, I have three kids. That's what I mean. Son, daughter, or other son, right? <laughs> um, this is a gift that God has given to you. None of, your, none of your part, none of your work, but God has called you by name. He knows your name by that very gift of baptism. He has called you into his kingdom, into his flock, by his gift of grace. That is the mystery of God and his love for you. So remember that. 
And remember, by the power of God's Word, He delivers. You don't need to be baptized um, twice, three, four. You don't have to give that affirmation of faith or that next step in life that I want to rededicate my life. No, baptism works. Right? When you, when you trust in what God's Word says about baptism, there you, there you have faith. We're not bringing anything new to the table, but simply receiving what God's Word says. As it reads in Ephesians 5, 25 to 26, Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, that is, he might make her holy, the church, having cleansed her by the washing of the water and the word. The washing of the water and word. Cleansing. That's us. Cleansed. If you have not been baptized, go. Go to your pastor and get baptized. Please. Now. As soon as you can. Right, set it up, because um, as we go through the Word, why not? Jesus instituted it. These are the benefits, right? Galatians 3, 26-27, You are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ, you have put on Christ, right? You have put on Christ. You are robed with the garment of grace. And this is, uh, again, very important to remember as we dwell upon who we are in Christ Jesus. Right? And as we go over this today, whether it's forgiveness, uh, death, um, over death and over the power of the devil or eternal life, the benefits and what the sacrament is and the nature of it all. Remember, at the end of the day, it, it is that theme, God gives and we receive. What does God's Word say and what does our faith cling to? That is the crux of the matter here. And when you see God's Word for what it is and you trust in what it says in faith, there you will find the blessed assurance and confidence and comfort knowing that in His Word, by the power of His Word, uh, you have uh, the precious gift of life, forgiveness, and salvation. So remember that this day, friends. And may this be your comfort as you continue to live in your pilgrimage of faith, knowing that the Lord is with you until the end of the age. That he is always with you, that he'll never leave nor forsake you, because very well, in his word, there he is. So remember that gift of baptism. It's the greatest gift that we have that God has given to us through Christ Jesus. May you all have a blessed week. And we will see you when we see you. Lord's blessings. Amen. Thanks for listening to this study on Luther's Small Catechism. We hope this was helpful as you grow in the Christian faith and study of the Bible. For more information about Faith Lutheran Church, visit us on the web at faithmorepark.com.